What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Bootsy Greencast. I am posting this from a trip that I took with my friend, Wendy Olson, who is amazing. She's an Australian artist uh, who's just awesome. I mean, she's just a wonderful human being. I look up to her a ton. She's incredibly creative uh, and talented. Check out her work at Wendy Olson Art on Instagram. And um, yeah, she's got a show actually in LA at CoPro Gallery um, coming up next week. So check that out if you're around LA. That's uh, February the 22nd at CoPro Gallery. Um, I'll be there. So come see me if you're in LA. Um, I'll be there for a few days uh, because, hey, it's something big to celebrate. And Wendy and I are working on some really cool other stuff as well, which we'll get into in the podcast. And we also recount our trip across the entire country, uh, which was a lot of fun. And uh, man, if you really want to find out uh, what somebody's, you know, who somebody is, go across the country with them. And I have to say, uh, Wendy was amazing. We had a great time and we got on just super well and laughed a lot. So enjoy the show. I'm here with Wendy Olson. Welcome to the show uh do you want to tell everybody what you're doing right now oh uh, i'm putting a oh try not to hit that okay I'm, I'm putting a positively awesome um t-shirt on a fox puppet a fox puppet who is rocking it he is rocking it that is so cute it it's very cute if you could see this you would not be able to look away no no the cuteness is um excessive especially knowing how fox likes to be patted yeah it's funny it would appear to the you know the you know regular type of person that you are just stroking your own hand but since you're wearing a puppet no no puppets allow you to get outside of your body and touch things you shouldn't touch things you shouldn't yes that sounds fun and dangerous all at the same time. It depends what you're touching <laughs> and if it's consensual. <laughs> and now that is a dress that you are getting. Are you going to put that on a fox puppet? Um, well, I am. I am considering that maybe it should go on Bunny, but, you know, Bunny's kind of a male. I don't know. We're figuring all this stuff out. Uh, we've been messing around and having lots of fun. Wendy is an artist, a sculptor, and a... Many, I think I would say you you do many mediums. You know, uh, that would be my opinion. Yeah. Try not to hit that. <laughs> I, I totally have trouble reigning in my creativity. Right. So you are an ideas factory, among other things. Yeah. Uh, Fox uh, is cute in the dress. Foxy's cute. Guys, in if the you dress. could see this, you would not be able to look away. I'm telling you. I'm gonna have to put some photos up. I, I think photos need to go with this. And then Just... we'll do some TikToks and stuff. Definitely she'll do some TikToks. But uh, Wendy's working on some really cool stuff. She's got her little minions that are on her Instagram page at Wendy Olson Art. Uh, and not to mention the flesh balls and many, many other cool artistic creations. We just did a cross-country travel across the entire U.S. from, well, almost um, from Athens, Georgia, which is where I live, all the way to Los Angeles, California. And a couple of spots in between, which was, which was awesome. It was New Orleans and um, oh, that place in Texas, which Austin, Austin, Texas. Um, and yeah, traveling traveling across country can be fun. Well, it is fun. I loved it, and we did not kill each other, which was kind of impressive. 
I think um, that that is testament to friendship. I think, well, in my opinion, I, I think that if you can stay in a car for 30 plus hours with somebody and not either want to die or make them die, winning. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, did I want to die? Well, maybe a couple of times, but not because of you. Uh, that was because of my own insufferability, not to mention just driving, you know, just the drive itself. Yeah, I think... Because it was a lot of hours. I think next time we would be better off um, driving there, maybe, if we've got a lot of stops on the way, and perhaps um, flying back. Now that fox is wearing a tutu. Like all good foxes <laughs> should. <laughs> no, we've had so much fun and laughed so much about so many crazy ideas. And now, <laughs> that is too cute. I've got to get a shot of that fox in tutu. <laughs> That's going up. Oh, it has to. And we, we've got so many things planned. Like traveling all that distance in the car on the way there, we come up with so many great ideas of things to do and, um, you know, projects we'd like to develop further. Say hello, Foxy. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How you doing? Oh, that, she's even got the southern draw. And, you know, as sad as it is, Wendy, you are headed back to Australia tomorrow. I'm, you know, uh, I'm going to miss you. We've had a lot of fun. We have, have been very creative together. Although I will say it is time also to, like, implement the stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of where I have to come in and step up to the plate and do some stuff. But it's stuff that I like doing, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it certainly doesn't feel like work. What we've been doing. No. Um, we've generated... It's definitely not. <laughs> not <laughs> it's at definitely all. not no. work. I actually think I could get used to this lifestyle where I just get to make things out of my imagination every day and hang out with friends and travel and create ideas that not only benefit me, but I can share with everybody else as well. Yeah. And back to, you know, on the traveling thing, it's fun. It's fun to travel. I enjoyed it. It's also nice to be home. It's nice to have a spot to be productive out of and start cranking stuff out. And uh, I don't know. It's just really exciting. All of the different things that, you know, the, pro the way the projects come together and with people who want to collaborate and work. Like while we're in L.A., we're able to run into some friends and uh, and some you know, people who are hopefully even be more friends and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as well down the road. And went to see a, an awesome comedy show too, I will say. I enjoyed the hell out of the comedy store. I always do. It was great. And I'm, I'm looking forward to going back there again in um, February or early March. Yeah, February, early March. Um, yeah, so we'll be back out there. We will. Um, I'll be You'll having be some pieces exhibiting in a group show at... Um, uh, Copra Nason Gallery in Santa Monica and hopefully I can organize some other sort of uh, exhibition um, also while I'm out here at the same time and set up a work base from the US I, I am finding it hard to imagine myself as just an Australian artist now I've fallen in love with this place and I have never felt more Oh, at, at home, I guess. At home, away from home, where I don't know anyone really well. <laughs> I'm adventurous like that. <laughs> no, it's great. Uh, you, you fit right in with everybody I've introduced you to, and they've all fallen in love with you. And just, uh, yeah, it's been really, really a fun, 
uh, gathering, you know, to me, that's what gives me the most joy is just like linking people together and being around people and laughing and enjoying each other's company and that kind of stuff. You know, I'm very much a mother. I'm a very maternal type of person. (laughs) And, uh, I, I've recently only been willing to accept that, you know, about myself. Cause it's like, well, that's not very masculine or whatever, but I actually think it's, it's neither masculine nor feminine it's humanist and i think that's a quality that more people would benefit from or being exposed to i think that it's it's a beautiful quality well don't ever lose that i don't ever change i (laughs) there are certain things that i won't ever change (laughs) and that's that's one of them (laughs) hopefully hopefully it can be well let's talk a little bit about you and your work and how you got started. I know you have, uh, I know you have a a, a, a a goose with a fur on right now. Yeah, oh, goose in fur is the fur. cutest. Wow, that is so, so cute. So soft. So soft and just very even softer with the fur on. Yeah, yeah. You know, ba- so. baby goose it's, is just the most gorgeous character. She's adorable. It's a shame everyone thinks she's so ugly. Yeah, it is a shame because <laughs> she's really, really beautiful. She really is, especially with this fur on. We got to get her some some lipstick. Oh, we do. We do need to get her some lipstick, even just some stick-on lips. But let's talk about you. You have an interesting story. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to go as deep as you are. Uh, but, you know, just about art and stuff. That's, you know, for my, all intents and purposes of mine, I am super curious in the creative, creative process. Um and you've been an artist and working for a very long time, so. Yeah, I'd sort of, um, I started off, um, you know, doing art in high school like a lot of people do. I think I've always had a pencil in my hand. And I think that really came from adults in my life wanting to get me out of their conversations. So they'd brush me off with a pencil and some paper, which was fine. It, um, you know, I, I learned to occupy myself, but that also developed some sort of obsession or escapism into art. Um, other than that, I thought, you know, going through high school, I, I was told by my teacher, you're never going to make it as an artist. And I believed her. And, you know, it is a pretty popular belief that you will never succeed as an artist or it's a hard slog or you've got to be discovered or, you know, all these cliches which just aren't, you know, they're not real. Uh, I don't believe so anyway. But um, Well, you've proven them not to be. Yeah, definitely. I've sort of done things on my own terms. It's not through lack of trying or wanting to do things the traditional way. I started to apply to go to university to study art and then ended up having children quite young and that um, threw a large spanner in the works. It wasn't until I was um, early 30s, I think about 32, 33, that I decided I would be an artist and develop any sort of skills towards it. Um, I just persisted. I didn't really understand tutorials that were in magazines because the internet wasn't around then. And I didn't know any other artists um, that I could learn from. So I just sort of persevered and did things my own way. <laughs> and from that, I learned that... You put um, a fox in a hat. Yes. You know. Totally. You put a goose in a fur. <laughs> you put a fox in a rabbit suit. Yeah, finally you could see what we're surrounded with here. It's yeah. eclectic. It's pretty eclectic. Definitely eclectic. I never thought I would be shopping for doll clothes at 37 years of age with a friend 
uh, at the Mall of Georgia during and, the Christmas rush or and, whatever. And not for any children. No. They, they, these were totally for us. No, these are not. Yeah. People yeah. are like, what kinks do you guys have? <laughs> like, what are you guys into? I'd like to see your channel on Pornhub. Um, oh, it'll be Puppet Hub. <laughs> Puppet, Puppet Hub it is, you know, forever. Yeah, no, no, no nudity on our behalf anyway. No, that's what's so know. cool about the puppets. They can tell a story <laughs> and be cute at the same time. It's a great way to juxtapose some ideas and just to have some fun. You know, among many of the other things we've been talking about, one is definitely the puppet show. I uh, love that denim jacket there. I bet it's going to look great on Ducky. It's <clears throat> going to look great on Ducky. <laughs> you know, just, uh, just even looking up the animal totems in the beginnings of the show, of the idea for the show was so cool and obvious and interesting. It's like, why not start with nature and let nature dictate, you know, what's what? There's a lot of um, traditions through various um, cultures where animals have different attributes and animal totems and things like that. And I found that looking those up, it gave us sort of an insight into these characters. And it was funny which characters we'd chosen for the puppet show and how they sort of fit their personalities and the animal totems that they went with, especially some of the quirks that they have, like ducks. Yeah, um, ducks, man. We watched the Z Frank video. I highly recommend ducks. that. Yeah, I'll try and link that <laughs> in the show notes. Uh, it's hilarious. And, you know, Z Frank is just narrating, like, all these peculiar quirks that ducks have. And I've always really identified with ducks. In a lot of ways, because they can swim and fly, they're busy under the surface. But they're more than just busy under the surface. I mean, they are... There's a lot under the surface. There's a lot under the surface with ducks. Four inches of corkscrew. Yeah, 14 inches. 14? 14. Holy moly. Not four. Okay, I thought four was excessive. No, it's like 14. It's bananas. Like, the way they have sex and all that is just strange. So we wound up talking about, you know, these different animals, their types, what they represent... You know, sort of just human qualities of each one of these animals. Um, ducks are very forceful as well. So sexually, they have some issues. Um, so they we thought we'd give do. Ducky some repression sort of deal, you know, where he's got some kinks. He has a dungeon. He's got his own dungeon. Uh, it's a nightclub, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's also his bedroom. <laughs> he's always trying to get people into the dungeon to hang out. And... Uh, and, 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 you know, for the most part, he is incredibly unsuccessful. Um, kind, of, kind of lucky, really. I think um, Goose, Baby Goose, she's the only one that really wants to hang out with Duck. And yeah. that's probably not the best idea because, um, you know, she's so... Oh, well, everyone thinks she's innocent. There's a little bit of a dark side to Goosey. Goosey has a big crush on Ducky, for sure. But Ducky thinks she's ugly. And a nerd. And a nerd. And chunky. And a little chunky. So, you know, he's trying to get with anybody else except for her. But meanwhile, she's got a huge Instagram following. Yeah, she's she's an Instagram model. She's got a nice caboose. And so she's got one of those um, um, streaming uh, camera things. Is it, is it like pay to play? It's like a pay to, pay to watch me play <laughs> kind of thing that she's got going on. Other than that, she looks so innocent. Uh, other than that, she is very... And she is innocent. She's just making her way the only way she knows how. She's not doing anything wrong. She's just working for a living. Just yeah. like every, anybody else. She's getting by. She wants Ducky, but he's like, nah, I'm not into it. So she's like, all right, well, the highest bidder then. 
If I can't have what I want. Yeah. And so we play in this imaginary world <laughs> inside the Imaginarium. Um, Octopus's Imaginarium. Uh-huh. You know, octopuses are, and that is a correct plural, octopuses, octopi, octopus. It can go either way. It can go either way. That's cool. And, um, uh, well, octopus, you know, they're sort of like an alien kind of creature at the best of times. Um, so why not have... Um, the basis of the story around an octopus creating her own world and sure. all of that. I, I sort of um, have a bit of a belief that to a large degree we do create our own world. Maybe not quite like octopuses, but uh, maybe yeah. there's a layer of reality that we all subscribe to that we all agree on and some of the details we can change for ourselves. Yeah, I think that that's basically, you know, as far as like, uh, Transurfing would, uh, Vadim would say, like everyone has their own layer of the world. I really like that. That's not an encumbering philosophy. It's not something that's forceful. Um, it's something where, yeah, you, you live in your own subjective world. You make the meaning of your world, basically. Yeah. And you decide uh, on what things mean. But you, you're not, you're a visitor here, too. You know, it's not like we can go and force people to do things with will and do mm. those type of things. To a degree, I think we can force people to do things to our will, but where's the benefit in that? Yeah. Who, who wants to be a dictator? Well, I guess, yeah. I mean, when I say you can't, I don't mean that it's not possible. I just yeah. mean that it's not a good idea. It is not a good idea. <laughs> it will... It has, it has some nasty repercussions. Yeah, it's especially because things that don't come together consensually... Well, you know, sort of collaborations and relationships, all of that, things that don't come consensually. If you pursue those avenues, um, you don't always end up where you should be. Like, I think we've all had an experience with somebody or something that we've really, really, really wanted and haven't got and thought it was the end of the world and we've been devastated and then... You know, in the future, looking back in hindsight, you realize that that was such a blessing. And, you know, how did I ever think that guy was good looking? And think things like that. I think we've all had those experiences. And imagine if you had have forced that situation, what would have happened? Things like that. So from that angle, I'm happy to create a reality that is not involving, you know, that yeah. sort of deal. I take things as they come. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 me too. Like, I just I see no, I see no point in trying to get somebody to do what I want them to do. I've tried it for years and years when I was younger, and especially creatively, like in bands and stuff, and it never worked out. It just never did. It only made it harder. It only made it more difficult. Not giving people the freedom and the ability to just do whatever they want, you know, to be their own person. It just, it just makes a big mess. Well, That's all it does. It really does. Like for myself, I found that um, being on my own and making my own creative decisions has actually led me to the biggest success. Um, there's a certain degree of collaboration I will do with people, but like the minions, the flesh balls, my um, mutant rats, um, the Catasaurus, um, you know, the multiple of creative avenues that I've gone down, um, and the Waddlers, of course, I don't think they would be what they are if I'd been collaborating with somebody else on these things. Mm. 
So with those, it'll be limited sort of collaboration. The stories and things like that and what we do with them, those things I would love to collaborate on. But the actual creative process, they may not have ever developed further than just a one-of idea late one night had I been in a relationship and looking for the validation that I tend to look for from other people. And being on my own um, for the past 12 months has allowed me to um, develop more of my own creative style. There's been no one to bounce off other than myself and I've really immersed myself in my own imagination and have been quite reclusive. I've taken um, the time to absolutely indulge myself in my insomnia and get a lot of work done. That's cool. I'm whatever it takes, you know. And I think it's really neat that you've you've, you've been very self reliant. You know, you've said in in uh, Emerson's book Self Reliance, he's like, if my genius calls me, I will write on the doorpost whim, <laughs> which is like, what a waste of time, right? It seems like uh, the most irrational thing to do. But when he says, when my genius calls me or myself or my higher self, like whatever you want to think of as that, like the ultimate, like observer of yourself or the desire, the, the decider that's in you, whatever part that is that you are scratching that itch, you know, and, and doing that. I mean, like, this is me going full on in my, my, my direction because you have to trust your taste as an artist, you know, like nobody else ultimately can really even ever validate you i mean it's cool that it's cool when they do but yeah. at the same time it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't trusted yourself first you absolutely know? i sort of reached a point where i thought i've i've come close to success well my my version of success it's different for everyone and me being successful now maybe just you know sneeze to someone else but to me i measure my success as where i'm heading and what i've got on the way already but there was a point earlier in the year where I thought, you know, what am I doing? I've come close to success a few times and I've um, shied away from it. I've felt unready, undeserving, all of those sort of self-sabotage type things. Then I remember, like every year I read um, Charles, Charles Bukowski's Factotum. Just, you know, if you're going to try, go all the way. And I thought, how have I not gone all the way? And I looked around and I thought, okay, for the last six years, I've worked in a cafe that I opened, a restaurant that I opened um, with with um, a partner. And I'd opened up a collectible shop, retail, all of these ideas that I'd started with the thought that I needed a real job, in brackets, um, because that's a totally respectable um, career move for a lot of people. But when you're like me, you really should be doing painting and creative things. It's where I'm at my best. But I thought I'm giving all of my time, at least eight hours or more a day to these things. And I have done for six years. What if I gave myself 12 months to totally immerse myself in my art and put the, the eight hours at least into my art and work as hard on my art and marketing my art as what I was doing for the shop or the restaurant or any other business that I've had. So I did just that. I put the shop in the hands of my very capable daughter and leapt into the art world of making whatever the hell I felt like. <laughs> and there was risk in that. But 
for me, the risk was uh, lessened, I guess. I'm not really quite sure of the right word to use. Um, negated, maybe. It, it was lessened by the fact that I have had a roof over my head and um, between my two older children and myself that we could afford to rent that. I had a car. I had the basics. I was not going to starve. There was no risk involved. I may not ever be, you know, <laughs> have the idea of wealth as other people do or anything like that. But I knew that for this time that I immersed myself in my art, my basic needs were taken care of. Um, so that allowed me the freedom to do that. Um, I think that if you take the leap, uh, life kind of comes back and meets you halfway. Like I'll use the reverse analogy of that, and it's when yeah. pe people are smoking cigarettes, they usually think, okay, if I quit these cigarettes, I'm going to have $50 a week, or in the case of Australia, 150 to $200 a week extra to spend. They quit cigarettes, and that money's just not there. It, it goes elsewhere. So where did that money come from all of that time that you were smoking? And that's how it is for me too. I didn't know how I was going to... Uh, save up to come over to America. I didn't know how I was going to um, get a car on the road or do any of the things that I've done. I just sort of set the intention that this is what I want to do, this is what's going to happen. And everything just fell into place. Not to say I sat there and did nothing, but I just um, followed my instincts day in, day out, and it led me to where I am now. It's pretty awesome. So you had an intuition or you followed your genius or whatever we want to call it to just focus on doing art. And you're like, all right, I'm going to give myself the same amount of time that I give myself to do any other full-time job. And I'm just going to focus on, I've had this, this has been, it's an interesting philosophy and it's something that I, I've thought about before, right? Like what if you just said, you know what, abandon all if you, and especially if you have a, you're in a position where it's like, all right, cool. I know that I, have a roof over my head, you know, my family's in good shape, you know, like why it's almost a no brainer at that point to, to follow the thing that you're most passionate about, that you're most interested in. I think that a lot of people in my situation would have perhaps thought, no, that's not possible. You can't survive on that low income or, or whatever, but I did it and I did not die. I know I can do it and I know I can do it again, but the more I've, let go of um oh, I guess the, the more that I've learnt how to enjoy the journey rather than the destination that really has changed everything I believe that's um, so cliche it is so <laughs> so cliche but it's kind of basic I just thought okay the destination that's like an end what what is there that I want mm -hmm. to end there's nothing like everything is going so well like there is something positive and beautiful in every day. Why would I want that to end? That's and the process crazy. <laughs> is the most fun part too. When you have those ideas, those revelations, aha moments, that sensation. That's why Buddhist monks, I think, like will do a sand painting and then just wipe it away. Because it's about that moment in time that's kind of holy. You know, that's really the, the moments, even before you implement it or write it down, that 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 like aha like open you know cool since i don't know i don't know how else to des describe it but that creative like juice that you get you know <laughs> like that little hit you know <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> it's definitely from a different place. I, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know where my ideas come from. They can come from the most obscure places. There's or... some pretty outrageous ideas that you have. I'll, I'll vouch for <laughs> being the truth. <laughs> like, what the hell? Where'd that come from? That's uh, good. Though. Yeah, I don't know, but we'll keep it. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to type it down. <laughs> we, we could almost write down a book of just random things that we say followed by random things we've done and all the things that we plan to do there's there's potentially years worth of work ahead of us (laughs) that's true just out of a few brainstorming sessions (laughs) yeah and a random road trip (laughs) and a random road trip which is awesome and which was awesome by the way we spent a couple of days in new orleans um worked creatively i did an open mic there and wendy did a couple of pieces (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and um, they will, they, they, they go, they're so unique. They will live on. And uh, we saw a bunch of people who asked me where I got my shoes from, or if, if I knew, or they knew where I got my shoes. I could not believe how many people thought they knew that where you got your shoes from. the oldest bit. Entire, get a new bit. Get a new con, man. You know, like that's... <laughs> I remember, I, I told you, I even told you before we even got to the city, I want to say, like, they're, they're going to con you and they're going to tell you, ask you where your shoes are from or something. Yeah, well, you did say that. And, and I, I thought, that's the, like, the bizarrest thing. Well, I, sh- I should have actually bit on one of those because I totally forgot the whole middle of that <laughs> bit. I'm sure we could Google it or something, but. Well, I kind of think that we should have like a one year revisit um, New Orleans. I like New Orleans. I could go th- just to eat. Yeah, the food was great. The food was amazing. Yep, alligator and, sausage. Yep. For someone that hasn't eaten meat in nearly four years, alligator gotta, sausage is pretty good. you got to eat the reptilians, though. You, you have know? to eat the rep. It's totally okay <laughs> to eat the reptilians. It's okay to eat reptilian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> Reptilarian. Reptil- things, reptilitarian. Things that will eat you, it's okay to eat it's them okay first. It's okay to eat them first. It right. is. Yeah. Like, shark, shark is delicious. Yeah, shark's good. <laughs> we like shark. Um, and then Austin, Texas. We weren't there for very long, but we hooked up a night in Austin, Texas. Yeah, it was good. It was nice. Um, I think the the bit that shocked me the most in on the car trip was all the snow in the desert. Yep. Sort of. Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, tons mm. of snow up there. They had just had, the week pre, uh, prior, they had had a big snowstorm all, all across the U.S. So, yeah, when we got to Flagstaff, it's so high, the altitude is good there you know it's high it, so it was just amazing was feet of snow like, on each side of the highway and i was like so pretty telling you in the nighttime that that was snow and you're like holy shit yeah like, that is. i was excited and yeah. you know i took a few photos with um elliot the minion or the flunky and uh, he he wasn't too impressed. We made him be a snow angel and, and he got so cold he, he got pretty cold he was very chilly and I had to be careful not to walk on the shiny black stuff because apparently that's ice. <laughs> yeah, the shiny black stuff will bust you. Like you will be all of a sudden horizontal very quickly. Like before you even knew that happened. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that I've remained largely upright this whole trip. Well, yeah, I, I haven't actually fallen over, I don't think. Maybe. I am a bit clumsy. 
Well, yeah, that's kind of funny. I am too, actually, uh, kind of clumsy as well. I have a little bit of a slapstick. Oh, yeah, uh, there was a... that time in the shower yeah. when you turned it on with your butt yeah, fully well, dressed okay, in front so, of everybody. So, yeah, so when you say it like that, it sounds like everybody's going to get a different picture in their head. The, the time that I slipped in the shower in front of everybody... Uh, sounds a little <laughs> bit different than what actually but yes that's true we were being shown an airstream caravan which was um renovated and it was absolutely gorgeous and owen hopped inside and hopped in the shower to have a look from inside the shower bent over somehow flipped the tap on uh, 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 yeah completely yeah. A- 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 accidentally it was um it was great i'm a goober i am uh... i'm just thinking his He's someone who is not me who has my qualities. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I can reassure you about yourself. It's great. <laughs> I feel so much better. <laughs> I feel less alone in the world. <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah. And we were checking out my friend uh, Nick and Ashley's uh, little spot, CC Homestead on Instagram. They do a bunch of cool Airbnb things and they're working on a new project, but they've got this whole uh, area in East Atlanta village, uh, which has teepees and airstreams and goats and chickens and all that. It's brilliant. Yeah. And the most relaxed cat ever called Crocodile. Yeah. Wow. Crocodile. Wow. Crocodile. Bless his heart. Crocodile is the daughter of Cricket. Uh, they're both cats. Very confusing. Uh, there's also Tomcat, who is the father of, of Crocodile. Oh, I and, did meet him. Yep. Yeah, and he was the one that laid on me a lot. He he was just, um, you He's know, I, I just think that was his spot on the couch and whoever was there was, was going the, to be, yeah. you know, thank well, you for keeping me, me warm. You, I'm, I'd rather be lucky than good anyways. It's like, I love your inner furnace. I will just sleep on you. Yeah, I think that's like where the sun hit or something, but whatever. He was gorgeous. I thought he liked me, but I guess. We have photos to prove it. No, he, yeah. he did. He, <laughs> he liked you. But no, it was, uh, yeah, it was great. We, uh. But that poor cat, Crocodile, just getting <laughs> destroyed by Ellie, my friend's daughter. She she was very... Um, she put it in the shopping cart, the little play shopping cart. It was so cute. And the box. And that was cute too. It was but, all cute. But what was amazing was that she just was so rough with it. And it just kept coming back for more. Yep. And just let her do whatever yeah. whatever she wanted. Unbelievable. Yep. I couldn't pick that cat up to save my life. No. Ellie I, just snagged it. I picked him up once and he was really loving and gorgeous. Twice he was loving and gorgeous. But Ellie and Crocodile, um, yeah, they, they've got a special bond. Definitely. They really do. Yeah. And it's weird to see things like that. It's, like, it's kind of like the duck. You know, finding out about the duck. Yep. It just... It, it shattered my reality. It just, it did. You oh, know? sorry. <laughs> it's all right. No, somebody had told me actually on the boats, uh, my friend Brian was like, ducks rape. That's what he said. And yeah. I was like, dude, but that's the, not true. But at the same time, female ducks have got that mechanism where they can block off their vagina to yeah. stop themselves from right. being raped. So it's like consensual rape. It's consensual-ish. Ducks just like it rough. <laughs> Check out the new show on Fox. Consensual-ish. <laughs> 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 no, but I, no, it is. Uh, it's just weird, it's, you know, because it's not something that you know about reality. And then you find out and you're like, whoa, and because everything should be reflected in nature. I feel like it should be just and pure and all of these uh, you know, noble things because I'm such an idealist. But in reality, it, things are not always like that. Well, it really is. We give like it that. meaning, too, though. We, like we, I, I give it the meaning that, oh, that's gross or disgusting. Or I give it the meaning of th- that is just because look what, you know, look what adaptations have happened, 
yeah, you know, like this is, this is a balance. We've struck balance here somehow. I could choose that or I could choose, oh, that's something, there's something wrong with that. Yeah. Well, I don't think there is anything wrong inherently with nature. Uh, Like for example, if ducks were more consensual about things, maybe we wouldn't have ducklings. Right. Um, and it's us putting our own sort of standards on another species. I mean, if you're going to make something that cute, you oh, know? I know. So I know. cute. But stoats, for example, stoats, um, they will have a nest of babies and before the babies have even, um, weaned and are ready to leave the nest, some male stoats will go in there and impregnate the babies. That is not even rape. It's like pedophilia as well. And yeah. That's how stoats breed. Huh. Some stoats. It's That's bizarre. It's it's really kind of horrific and horrible. And yeah. when we put our own standards on that, it's we're, terrible. We're, and we are but projecting because that's a projecting. completely different it is still species, a completely different way of totally life. Totally different. Exactly. But I can't help it. And I can't like, help it that's either. That's one of my sacred cattle. Is that I've got to be able to explain everything. It's like, wow, I can't I have to explain it. If I can't explain it, then it can't be nana nana boo boo or no. some shit. I don't know what's wrong with me, but it's okay. There's nothing wrong. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to continue down that path. I'm just going to be aware of it and mm-hmm. say, you know what? Oh, and you, you're just not always going to understand everything. And you just have to let it be the way that it is sometimes. And that's okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually coming to the realization about a lot of things that way myself that I just do not need to know everything and there's a lot of freedom in getting to that stage Mm -hmm. I don't need to explain that or find out why it just is Mm -hmm. that's okay sure (laughs) and with all the really weird good stuff that happens to me now I just say thank you because it's pretty cool yeah yeah weird weird stuff definitely does happen and yeah it's one of those things where you can't Predict it, and if you tried to force it, I guarantee you'd screw it up somehow. You know, like I can say I'm that accident prone, especially like <laughs> if I tried to create some of the situations and circumstances that have just fallen into my lap or our laps. You know, yeah. even over the past three weeks, that's just like, what? How's that even possible? Yeah, I know. And there was a few months ago where we were sort of trying to visualize what was coming up ahead, and there was. A blurriness to it, whereas previously I'd been able to go into a meditation or meditative-like state and visualize exactly what I wanted to achieve or dream of in the future. And then there was this whole period of it being blurry. Everything became blurry. I couldn't quite visualize anything. And I thought, this is weird, but I came to the realization that maybe it's because I can't possibly imagine how good things are going to be coming up. And I fully believe that now. That is my belief, that things that are coming are so good that I can't quite visualize them. I think that that's happened to me already. This past year being a very uh, obvious example, uh, demonstrating several times over that I couldn't even ask for what... I didn't know what existed. No. You know no, what I'm saying? You yeah, can't exactly. ask for something you don't know it exists. I didn't even know the job that I have on the cruise ship, for instance, exists. And that's a job that I, you know, I can have or leave. It's a, it's a part-time thing. I'm not, you know, like forced into it or I don't have to be there, you know, nine to five every week or any of that. It's just, I show up, I get to MC with 
Gene mm. Simmons or whomever. Well, let's let's and then put I get it a leave. different way. Let's go to a tropical island, get paid to do it, <laughs> and fed an open bar and meet cool people. Yeah. Hmm. Let yeah. me think. Do I want to do this? Twist what? my rubber arm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then to come back and have, you know, the kind of people, you know, the kind of people that I, I, I'm surrounded with. You know, yeah, just amazingly amazing. talented people, funny people, and we're all working together and trying to help each other as much as possible to just create as many win-win situations as we possibly can. It's such a great network. It's a dream. It, it really is. It's um, it's kind of like a perverse fantasy of everything you've ever wanted but on the way still yeah it's it's weird well, like you were talking about earlier being all cliche up in my crib it's very it's cliche. all about the process <laughs> not the destination or the journey not the destination because the i mean the journey is where you've got to find that joy anyway you know it's and where it's, the memories are made it's the most fun you know it is walking arm in arm with people and doing silly stuff and you're gonna get there you make it till you make it yeah. You know, and then if you, not, you've had one hell of a ride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And I sit here and I'm looking at art that you've painted in my house on my door and how awesome it is. Yeah, it's also um, a tribute to my creativity and not being able to sit still very long. I'm all right with that. Not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can understand that. Sometimes I just pace, you know, I'll just pace back and forth. In my living room. It was going to be one door. I was painting one door in your bathroom because every time I went to the toilet, I could see the cracks in the door and I thought, oh, I could cover those up. <laughs> Somebody could be watching me. Oh, not that kind of crack. <laughs> well, that's what, um, that's one thing that you've said about the stalls here in the U.S. Oh my goodness. Let's do that. Let's talk a little bit about <laughs> some things that you, you would fix if you were the mayor of this town. Oh, well, for in the US. start, I would redesign all the toilets. Well, maybe the Australian toilets just don't work up here because the water goes the wrong way or some <laughs> weird thing like that. I did take a video before I left Australia so I could show the difference once here. But the toilets here are huge and I believe you could possibly drown in them if you were small. But um, <laughs> I do think that they are so deep that if your butt wasn't big enough and it slipped in a little, you could disembowel yourself with the flush, especially <laughs> those self-flushing ones you know, you go, oh my goodness. You... <laughs> I mean, it's like an airplane toilet, kind of. Oh, it's it's up there with the airplane toilets. Yeah. You could disembowel yourself oh. on them too. But you do not dare move just in case your hair moves and triggers off the self-flush sensor <laughs> and you disembowel yourself all the same time giving yourself a bidet wash. Oh, man. I, I do not like that. And then there's the whole chance of that happening more because you've sat there too long because you've got stage fright because of the one inch gap down each side of each door yeah it's like that's where people could stare at you and they in the stalls there, there are a gap there's a gap but there's no gap in australia no not like that no. you can't peek into somebody taking a you cannot number two. not unless you're really gonna look and that's not that's, that's pervy it's no. pervy <laughs> of course it's pervy <laughs> It's disgusting. Why would you ever do that? Why would you want to see somebody in a number two? Or even, you know, sitting down for number one. Sometimes I like to. It's just like... because my legs are tired, okay? <laughs> Leave me alone. I just, I'm t I've been walking all day around I, this Home Depot. I'm just thinking, you know, you get bored. You could go to the public toilets. Let's go see how many folders versus scrunches we can see. Sure. Or, you know, do they wipe front to back or back to front? That's, we got to know. There's some... It's for the census. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe there's some perverse. The governor Group needs census. to know. The mayor. The mayor. 
man. So that's it, basically. And all all our yeah. flaws have to do with with the bathrooms and toilets. Oh, uh, maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe I just have stage fright. And um, I mean, it is intimidating. I mean, it is. Those flushes are loud. I know what you mean. They're loud, and um, I kind of can't help but go to the toilets and think of all the men out there with daggy testicles. Is that water cold? Would you rather have that warm? Or maybe the daggy testicles hit the water, get cold, and sh- like with schluck, schluck back up. <laughs> <laughs> Those testicles, they go back where they originally came from, oh, right back sacks. inside. Somehow I ball knew we'd sacks. get to ball sacks. Yeah. Ball sacks are just such they an important su- part of America. <laughs> well, they are responsible for each and every one of us. They're so important. Absolutely. Worldwide. Absolutely. Everybody. I mean, bless the tatas. Bless the bless the ball sacks. You know, <laughs> without a ball sack, none of us are living on this planet. They double up as being handy purse. I, I yeah, can't yeah, say no. that I'm familiar with oh, that. Oh yeah, my daughter um, bought home a goat scrote. Okay, a goat scrote. A goat scrote. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, it doubles up as a handbag That's or a cool. coin purse. Oh my god! You keep your coins in your goat scrape. That's a good reason to just get rid of change altogether. Oh, <laughs> true, true. And I think the we goat. Don't need that shit. <laughs> no, no. Be- Venmo. Except for goat. Goat kind of wants oh. his goat scrape back. Goat scrape is funny. That is funny. But I, you know, I've only had to have a change purse once, and I found it to be incredibly inconvenient. I was in Peru. And so you'd have to take like combis and buses and those types of things around. Yeah. So you'd have the the change purse going on. I'm not a big fan. I, I have trouble working out the coins. I feel like I'm a toddler again, trying to work out a one cent piece and a five cent piece, and a, you have a twenty five cent piece or a quarter. And then you come to a country we like this, and that's completely different. Well, that's what I mean. Here, I just yeah. haven't been able to work out the coins, oh so I've tended to just go for my. Um, and you speak the language here. I know. Sort of. Yeah, it was worse in France <laughs> trying to work out the euros. Of course, of course. <laughs> oh yes, some places I go here, it's sort of like la 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 blah 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 blah. One word. Hey y'all, just, how you doing now? You know, I want to get on. That'll be fourteen seventy two. Great. <laughs> Thank you. You just give him a hundred dollar uh, bill like Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I hope this works. Well I think I think, you know, when when you can go somewhere and find a roll of cash and think, Oh my goodness, that's a roll of cash, that's gonna be a lot of money and it's five dollars. Yeah. That's, that's true. disappointing. It is disappointing. <laughs> I did hand it in though. That's good. <laughs> I did. That's good of you. Yeah, well, somebody, obviously, you know, money's money. It wasn't mine. That was really sweet. Yeah, I remember that. That was in Alabama, even. Yeah. You were in Alabama at a gas station, found a wad of cash, turned it into the register. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just how I roll. (laughs) It is. (laughs) No, it's 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 been really awesome hanging out with you because we do share a lot of the same values and had uh, linked up because of that um, or in, in part you know and so it's really neat to be able to collaborate with somebody and you know where that person stands already it's it, it, it kind of yeah I, I think after three weeks together if you haven't found well you know th- there's there's ways of finding out if you know people that you meet are on the same wavelength as what you are and I yeah. think that comes from well you, if you get drunk with them that's a great way if you see how they deal with people in restaurants and servers yeah. and things like that that's, that's another great way that's exactly right and another great way is sit in a car for 30 hours one way and 30 hours back 
and you're going to know whether that person is your kind of person or not. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really grateful that even if nothing ever came out of the trip, the fact that I've met somebody that I'll happily call a friend for life is just, um, it's, it's worth everything. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same. I feel the same way. It's amazing. And um, been able to introduce you to a lot of awesome people that and other people that i've met as yeah, well that are also lifelong friends i'm yeah. sure you guys will be friends for a very long time i think so there's there's people i've met that i can't imagine not ever talking with ever again or seeing on a regular basis you know it's um kind of not fair that australia is so far away but hey you know got a holiday destination in other countries that's right yeah and the seasons <laughs> the, sun, the seasons just so happen to line up opposite to each other so exactly spring and summer are not our our fall and winter yeah know, there so i mean you can bop around and you can you can avoid the winter or the summer and just yeah. have spring and autumn all year all round, just time. about yep and then the caribbean a little bit here and there just a dash just a dash of the caribbean a dash of the caribbean Car- here caribbean caribbean australian <laughs> is that how you say it and you know when you're drinking fosters oh and you're only nine hours from europe here seriously that's that's only nothing. nine hours it's so funny nothing well after driving 30 hours across and I said this on the way. I was like, I will never complain about another four-hour flight to L.A. ever no. again. And I won't complain. And I didn't, honestly, on the nine hours to Spain either. You know, because I was going to Spain. And I got paid to go to Spain. Oh, I Which know. is insane. It's so good. And uh, and I had so much fun there. It was just beautiful. Um, and it was such a rich experience to go to another country and see how people live, you know, so somewhere else. And, you know, the first, some of the first things that I noticed were people were living actively and not arguing about you know politics like like they do a lot here i i I think in 2020 we need to make a trip to france and stay at ambois in a cave and um yeah do some creative thing over there just because it's gonna have to uh you know i'll see schedule it i'll see if i can schedule it maybe (laughs) i can put that in um we'll try we'll give it a shot yeah i think you know nine hours you could just sneak over there for the weekend Yeah, just sneak over there for a you know bottle of wine or two and some cave painting no i don't know about the cave painting (laughs) but (laughs) they do make some really good bread and wine and you know, Leonardo da Vinci's buried there in his garden and his house, and you know, it's it's pretty special. It's pretty crazy. It'd be good for a holiday. Yeah. You know, because you know, take a break from all that laughing and yeah. driving and straighten you know. our faces back out. Yeah, we're gonna have wrinkles in the right directions at least. I, I yeah, I I'm glad I have a beard, you know, <laughs> because otherwise we would have some serious indentions. Yeah. Worked into my face, like where did those dimples come from? And I was like. <laughs> Ah, uh, three weeks of laughing basically straight and driving across the country and seeing amazing things. I just want to thank you so much for uh, hanging out and being uh, so cool and receptive and open and working in such a transparent way. And um, yeah, and everything. So it's just it's so exciting so many great things are are going on so exciting everybody out there you need to go check out Wendy's stuff Uh, she and I are going to collaborate on some cool things that are will be I'm sure I'll be bragging about it you know because I I don't know what um, (laughs) I'm going to promote it Uh, yeah it's kind of special it's kind of cool yeah it's really neat it's 
some things that it's going to challenge me and make me, you know, push my limits and, and, um, uh, in my creativity, but it's also stuff that's in my wheelhouse that I have skill set with. So it's really, I'm really chomping at the bit and excited to get busy and working and, uh, bring mm-hmm. some people together and collaborate and just have fun. So get out there and check out Wendy's stuff at Wendy Olson art. You can also check out, uh, her other Instagram page, Imaginarium eight. Um, uh, check both of those spots out and check out Wendy and I will be updating everyone out there as things progress and we continue to create projects and publish those projects and uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff happening in the works. Uh, check out the flying squid and uh, you can um, follow me on Patreon at b- patreon.com slash Bootsy Greenwood. That's where you could contribute to uh, help the production of the show and other things like that. Um, I put out uh, other content on there. And then I've got a Gumroad site as well that has some hats. I've got some meditations and some other things. Most of it's free there. I do as much free stuff as I possibly can. So check that out, gumroad.com slash Bootsy Greenwood as well. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Wendy, thank you again so much. I'm so excited. Folks, the future is so bright. Our puppets are wearing shades. Um, it's going to get crazy out there. You can laugh. It's okay. You're, you're, allowed, you're, allowed, you're allowed to uh, uh, to pity laugh. Oh, it's uh, not a pity laugh. <laughs> I just love it. We, we actually do have puppets wearing shades. <laughs> Yeah, and so get used to it, people. Thanks so much. Uh, Keep in mind uh, that you are really the only one who knows your own light. Uh, So explore that. Listen to your intuition. Listen to your genius. Follow it. Love is all there is. Peace. Well, that guy stole my line. Anyway, I hope you guys have uh, enjoyed this episode of Bootsy Greencast. Please check out Wendy's work at Wendy Olson Art on Instagram. You can also check out her 2D stuff. She does a lot of sculptures on that page. Um, Her 2D work you can see on Imaginarium 8. And um, check her out on TikTok and all the amazing things that we're going to be doing. I'll link a bunch of stuff in the show notes. um, And uh, really appreciate it. Everybody, thanks so much for listening. As always, you can find me on Patreon dot com slash Bootsy Greenwood on Instagram at Bootsy Greenwood and there's a bunch of free stuff on gumroad.com slash Bootsy Greenwood also flying squid stuff follow on the flying squid Wendy um, mocked up that logo for us which looks so cool and killer and she's been a ton of help Uh, she's an incredibly funny person Uh, so be sure to follow her remember that go check her stuff out okay there's that and then all my stuff I said too okay great that's fantastic we'll see you guys on the next one I find life slides out the corners of my eyes it falls and lives and breathes and flies it bleeds but is not Just clear, like another dang of fear.
illusion rides On fabricated pages of verse and line So find yourself a nice disguise Hey, it's just for a little while A limited time! <laughs>